Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I, for one, was disappointed that Ilhan Omar was given a seat on the Foreign Affairs Committee. You're not going to see me be a fan of Ilhan Omar anytime soon. Jews are hypnotizing Congress. It's all about the Benjamins. Some people did something. Never mind the what I consider to be dangerous stories that require investigation of whether or not she engaged a sham marriage with her own brother to stay in the country. Just investigate it. It's an ugly thing to say, uh, that, that is this thing that, that goes around, but if it was about anybody else, you'd look at it, right? If there was data like there is on this subject, you would look at it. That's all I ask. If it turns out to be false, all right. Good, and move on. Turns out to be true, whole nother set of subjects. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, good to be with you. Good to be back. 833-GOT-TONY. Would love to hear from you. Feel free. 833-468-8669. Ilhan Omar should be, the representative from Minnesota, the progressive, should be a great American story. And, And let me change how I said that. She is a great American story. A refugee from Somalia, an actual refugee, comes to America, builds herself up into a member of Congress. That's a stunning story. The question is, why does she hate the country so much? And you say to me, she doesn't hate the country. If you want to argue that America can do better, I'm in. If you argue that America is a racist country, you're an ignorant damn fool. An ignorant damn fool. And I will get to the Nichols case. Uh, This guy in Minnesota who was killed by five cops. Oh, don't you worry. I will get to all of it. But as the squad goes, America is racist and America is bigoted. And of course, it's neither of those things. To say so, to to believe so, to share so, to invite that kind of rhetoric, how can you be somebody looking out for the best interests of the United States on the Foreign Affairs Committee and believe those things? That's the argument. And I would have prevented her from being on the committee. The Ilhan Omar story, amongst uh, the conversations regarding Congressman Eric Swalwell and Adam Schiff, uh, both from California, hers was the one that you had to most decide based on things she had said rather than things she had done. That's why an investigation is always important. And I can't start an investigation, nor can I stop one. And they have investigations about everything else. Why not an investigation about this? Eric Swalwell and Adam Schiff are being prevented from being on the Intelligence Committee. Of course, this is the right move. And there are people who have been disagreeing with this, including uh, Representative Victoria Sparks of the Indiana 5th District, my member of Congress. We're going to speak to her a little bit later. She's scheduled to be on. We're going to break this down because I believe that she is simply wrong. I want to hear 
her take. Adam Schiff is a guy who lied as he headed up that committee, lied about what he knew regarding Trump and Russia. I mean, he's trying to spin it now. He is desperate to spin it now. But he said he saw it. He said he had the proof. What proof did he think that he had? What proof did he have? And the answer is none. The answer is he had no proof. He just said it, but he never had it. Adam Schiff, Representative Schiff, is a liar. So we all understand each other. Every day he ginned up America to this idea that, that, that Trump was in a special relationship with the Russians and feeding them information and doing this. And of course, Mueller proved him wrong. That's what happened. Schiff going on CNN just yesterday, still doing this, still trying to put out there somehow, stunningly, that uh, the report really shows that I was right. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Not in any way, shape, or form. Of course, there's Eric Swalwell, who was involved with a Chinese spy. It is clear that that is something that also requires more investigation. Schiff wants to tell you this one looked at it, that one looked at it, the other one looked at it, and of course, uh, Trump could have weaponized it to attack me all he wanted and he didn't. Um, is it possible there were things within that uh, Trump didn't want to let out, didn't want to let loose, didn't want to share? That is not a way of excusing yourself. If I was really guilty, Trump would have punched me in the face more? That's not, that's not an argument. That is a bit of ridiculousness. Like Adam Schiff trying to defend himself here. said that there was direct evidence of the fact that Donald Trump colluded with Russia back in 2016. Special counsel Robert Mueller said in his report, quote, the investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government. Republicans argue that's proof that you used your position on the Intelligence Committee to intentionally mislead Americans, which is why you should not be on that committee. If you read the Mueller report, uh, he makes clear, uh, even in the first few pages of the report, that he states no conclusion on whether Donald Trump and his campaign colluded with the Russians. But what he does reveal in his report, what we found in our investigation, is that Donald Trump's campaign manager was sharing internal campaign polling data and their strategy for key battleground states with an agent of Russian intelligence, while that same unit of Russian intelligence was helping the Trump campaign. If that's what the investigation found, and Robert Mueller decided that was collusion, wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he had said so? Why wouldn't have he said so? Yeah, I said that right. I said that right. It took me a second, but I realized I said it right. Why wouldn't he say, well, there's the proof of collusion? 
The reason Robert Mueller never dismisses the whole idea is because he wanted to, and, and you wanted to politically leave it open. Why clear the guy when you can utilize a report forever that doesn't say he did it and say, well, maybe he did it. And you're still saying he did it. You're still this guy, Adam Schiff. You're still pushing this narrative. You're still lying. Speaking of lying, let's go back to Ilhan Omar. Representative Ilhan Omar was amazed to learn after she was insulting Jews and wishing for the destruction of Israel, was amazed to learn that there are tropes about Jews and money. When you apologized uh, for the, all about the Benjamins' <clears throat> comment, you said anti-Semitism is real, and I'm grateful for Jewish allies and colleagues who are educating me on the painful history of anti-Semitic tropes. What did you learn? A lot. Um, I certainly did not or was not aware that the word hypnotize uh, was a trope. Um, I wasn't aware um, of, of the fact that there are tropes about Jews and money. Um, that has been a very enlightening uh, part of, of this journey. And there's Adam Schiff, who I believe is Jewish, right next to her, just staring straight at Dana Bash from CNN, who asked the question, not even looking at Ilhan Omar. If you ask whether I believe her, the answer is I do not. I don't believe Representative Ilhan Omar at all that she didn't know. I don't believe her. The only... Uh, the only thing to, to say is, what, what does the future hold when the next comment comes, right? That, that'll be it. But believe her, when she, she didn't know what hypnotize meant, she didn't know uh, about Jew, all about the Benjamin, she didn't, she, didn't, she didn't know. I have a hard time with this, mainly because I believe she's lying. And this is just a way to engage in cover. I'll never know for sure. I'll never, ever know for sure. But if you ask me, I think she's lying. If you ask me regarding Eric Swalwell, I think that being connected to a Chinese spy is enough to keep you from being on any committee. And even if you were to disagree with all these things politically, or, 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 or logically, a liar about Russia should not be allowed to sit on the intel committee. A guy who would lie like that about information or make up information is not somebody to be trusted. Somebody who was connected to a Chinese spy is not someone to be uh, trusted. Even if you were to, to disagree with me on the rationality of such a thing, let's go to the political. You told Marjorie Taylor Greene she couldn't, can't, she couldn't be on a committee. You told Marjorie Taylor Greene you got to go off this committee. You told Paul Gosar of Arizona you can't be on this committee. And not only this committee, no committees. Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, isn't throwing them off all committees, just this one. For Schiff and Swalwell, just the House Intelligence Committee. So politically, I think it's fine to do because the political left needs to learn their damn lesson. Stop this. You think you can do stuff to us and we can't do it to you? We do it to you. Now you know.
Harry Reid brought out the nuclear option on getting people approved in the Senate. And Mitch McConnell said, you will regret this. And then Supreme Court justices came around for the Republicans and the left learned to regret it. I believe the expression, correct me if I'm wrong, is blank around and find out. Whether you want to discuss this logically or whether you want to discuss it politically. Any which way you want to do it. This needs to be done. And I'm only sorry Ilhan Omar is still on uh, the committee. If, if I was a betting man, McCarthy took a look at the situation and said, give some Republicans who disagree with this a partial win and let's move on with the day. I give this one a win, I give that one a win, and that's it. I don't think that's the right thing to do. I don't think that's the right thing to do, but that's what he did. That's how he split the baby. We'll see how Republicans react to it. But uh, people like Representative Victoria Sparks, Representative Nancy Mace, who have been opposed to this, I think they're wrong, and I think they got to be much, much tougher in the fight. I would rather people be normal. But if they're going to be abusive and aggressive and think that there are rules for you and not for them, they need to learn a lesson. So politically, there's no issue. Logically, there's also no issue. None. Find everything, TonyCats.locals.com. This is Tony Katz Today. You just referenced intentional pandemics. Do you um, harbor any doubts about the origins of COVID-19? No, the evidence is is very clear that it's naturally caused. Um, You know, it's a a bad virus and we're going to have natural epidemics. And sadly, we may have some unnatural epidemics in the future. I would like to know where Bill Gates got his data to prove without question that COVID was naturally caused. I'm willing to believe it. I just want the data. I want the proof that Bill Gates has. Yeah, Microsoft Bill Gates. I want the proof that he has that shows it didn't leak from a lab. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. I have never made the claim that the virus, COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2, was weaponized and created to attack us. I don't make that claim. I make the claim based on the data that the Wuhan Laboratory of Virology was engaged in working with bats, working with COVID, with with, with SARS-CoV-2, with other things, and it's very possible because these people are wholly incompetent that it leaked. It is absolutely possible, if not probable, that they were working it on the lab, they have absolutely horrific conditions, they are morons because all commies are morons, and it leaked. That's, that's it. That's my take based on the data we have. Bill Gates is saying something very different. 
He's stating that the evidence is clear. Do you um, harbor any doubts about the origins of COVID-19? No, the evidence is, is very clear that it's naturally caused. You mean it came out of uh, a wet market? It transmitted from a bat to a human? Show me this. Just want to see it. I just want to know what Bill Gates knows. Really, I want to understand why Bill Gates is pushing this. Why has he been this way on, on vaccines and everything else from the beginning? It's, it's, it's very odd. It's very, very awkward. But Bill Gates has got a position on everything. Do you wish that Elon Musk hadn't bought Twitter, for example? Uh, you know, Elon's done a lot of great work. Uh, you know, I'm not sure that's the best use of his time, but it's up to him uh, what he uh, decides to do. Uh, you know, we have a generation coming that will hopefully be creative about social media and how we make it uh, more of a, a force for good. Is that what it should be? A force for good? The stunning line from, from Bill Gates uh, about this. He says two things. He doesn't know if it's the best use of his time. And he wants social media in the future to be a force for good. What Elon Musk did by buying Twitter was expose the lengths to which the U.S. federal government and people of one political party went to silence others. Whether it be politically, whether it be scientifically, whether it be Um, I guess you can gauge it separately, ideologically. Person A, who had power and connections, decided that person B shouldn't be afforded the same rights as somebody associated, connected with, or in alignment with person A. Elon Musk said, no, person B gets to speak. If that's not a good use of one's time... I'm not exactly sure what is. But it's that second part as well. I mean, that first part shouldn't be overlooked, but this. Creative about social media and how we make it uh, more of a, a force for good. What is a force for good, Bill Gates? What is a force for good? Is, is a force for good um, allowing people to speak in the square and putting ideas out into the world, including bad ideas, so they can be shot down, so we can learn the difference between good ideas and bad ideas? Or is a force for good only engaging conversations that you find acceptable? That's the question in front of us. When people like Gates talk about a force for good, what does he mean? when he wants to push the idea of forced vaccination or vaccination in general or not give credence or, 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 or allow for seemingly conversations about the issues with vaccines. And I'm not an anti-vaccine guy. I've never been anti-vaccine. Make your own choices in this world. But don't prevent people from having real conversations that exist out there. Is preventing that conversation a force for good? He didn't say a force for freedom, a force for liberty, a force for open communication. No, he said a force for good. And good in that arena is wholly subjective. Some people think lockdowns were for good. Of course, um, those people are authoritarian jerk faces. What happened in Memphis? 
and how should we be looking at this? I have a take. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. It shouldn't be a surprise to people um, that uh, individual black people can actually do anti-black things. Anyone who knows the history uh, of enslavement, anyone who knows the the history of policing knows that black people can do anti-black things. This has become an argument after the death of Tyree Nichols in Memphis that I am stunned to see the political right get so very wrong. Outrageously wrong. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. And let me tell you, engaging this conversation about the death of a black man at the hands of five black officers, like that part should matter, but everyone keeps bringing it up, so okay. Oh, uh, this is a risky thing to do. Because at any second, I can be called a racist, a bigot, sellout. Uh, you take a look at uh, you know some of the stations that I'm on. Oh, they told you to say this. Everything. Everyone always has a take. Uh, let's take those people, kick them in the ass, and pay no attention to them, shall we? Let's focus on what happened. Because I'm going to break this up into a couple different pieces and then get into what it is this this woman was was saying here on MSNBC the same thing that Van Jones is saying the same thing uh, I, in in somewhat regards the same thing that Van Jones and Jamel Hill are, are are saying and I find Jamel Hill to be a despicable low rent low mind person no she she lacks the intellect she is not impressive said it meant it oh I also think she's a bigot may that might have something to do with it but let's go back to what happened. There is video that is out of Memphis police stopping Tyree Nichols and then showing them beating him into a place where he died from his injuries a few days later. The videos that I have seen, I actually have them up in front of me out of Memphis, are all from, well, after the traffic stop. They are all from after the traffic stop. Why he was pulled over, everything else, that, that could be a conversation for, for another, another moment and another day. The point is, he is pulled over. The video that I see involves police coming to his door and pulling him out of the vehicle. For that alone, for that alone, I would have fired every single one of these cops. And as for why are there five cops on a traffic stop, I don't have the answer to the question. I have absolutely no answer to the question at all. The idea that you would pull him out of the car you start with that's such an aggressive move. I'm not going to listen uh, to people tell me, Tony, you don't understand cops. Why are you bagging on cops? Whoa. 
cops work for me. And there's certain things that I expect and certain things I demand. You want to pull me over? Well, that's one thing. You're going to open the door and drag me out of a vehicle? That is something completely different. It is for that action alone that I would have fired every single cop. And I wouldn't have minded if you had charged the cop. It would have been fine by me. Absolutely, positively fine. Charge one or charge multiples. What happens next is very strange. Five police officers can't keep this guy on the ground, can't cuff him. They look, I'm staring at the video where two cops are holding Tyree Nichols' hands and another cop is repeatedly punching him in the face until he falls down. This is when they already had him on the ground and he was able to get back up. One must wonder how incompetent these police officers are. Now you say to me, Tony, you have no idea how hard it is to cuff somebody when they don't want to be cuffed. I make no argument to the difficulty. I make an argument to how they addressed it. It seems to the viewer that there is no training that has actually happened here. There is no system by which one officer is on the legs, one officer is on the back, two officers have the arm. This is where you get the idea of a knee on on the side of the head or of the neck, if you will, a la uh, George Floyd, to keep control of the suspect. But there is seemingly no training here including people running in and throwing kicks at Tyree Nichols while he's on the ground. None of it makes sense. Not a single part of it would one deem acceptable. Not a single part of it. Do you look at this and say, well, this makes sense? None of it makes sense. Absolutely, positively, none of it. It is equivalent to the people saying, well, you know what the problem here is? The problem here is that you um, is that you stopped them in the first place. The problem here is that you did the traffic stop. Why, why did you have to stop them? Those people are wholly ignorant people. Police will be engaged in traffic stops. The idea that the traffic stop is the problem is, of course, pathetic. Because the argument is, well, police officers shouldn't do their job. They should just stay in their car and drive around. Don't get involved in traffic stops. Don't get involved uh, in, 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 in looting. Remember what you'll hear about bigotry, about racism. If, if you're upset with a black person for stealing from the local CVS or a Target, well, that's just, that's just your white supremacy. That's just your bigotry talking. That's a heck of a statement. That's a heck of a thing to say. That if 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 you are if someone's stealing and you stop them, that's because you're a racist? That's pretty nuts. The beating this guy took 
the beating that he took led to his death. Van Jones put out an article, the police who killed Tyree Nichols were black, but they might still have been driven by racism. Um, that's a hard, that's a hard one, uh, to, uh, that's a hard one to, 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 to figure. These five black officers are all racists. Well, if you speak to people like uh, Jamel Hill, they're driven by white supremacy because that's all policing is. Policing is nothing more than white supremacy. Well, go change it. You're not getting any arguments from me. Go on. We'll see how it goes. Put your system into place. And let's see what happens. All I know is Minneapolis wanted to defund the police. They tried it, and then they said, holy crap, this doesn't work. Bloop, they put the money back. But no, Jamel Hill, you, you, you go show me. Go do it. Pick a town, not my beloved Indianapolis, and go do it. Totally get rid of the police. Try something else. See how it goes. But you have to live in that town, Jamel Hill, you bigot. Jerry Jones is a white supremacist. I called you a bigot. I meant you're a bigot. I think you're a bigot, Jamel Hill. But I want you to be able to see if your theory works. So go to it. Let's find a town. Change the policing altogether, however it is you want it to go, that isn't a system of white supremacy as you describe it. And I want you to live in the town for a year. Tell me how it goes. Also, let me know if you lock your door at night. That'd be great. Uh, I'd, I'd appreciate that. I'd like just like to I'd like to know if you had a security system or cameras or or if you have a firearm in the home. I just want to know how safe or unsafe you feel with this new system because you don't feel safe with the old system. And I'm not even arguing you with uh, with you on that one. You're seeing things happen. You're saying this can't work, and I don't disagree. disagree. I don't mind you saying that. Screaming that, you know, anybody who disagrees with you is a white supremacist bigot. Well, you know, that's why that's why you're dismissed. Boop, 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 gone. Bye-bye. But I want you to have what you want. I want you to have your version of a police force. I just want you to live there. No security, no high rises, no doorman like you might have now. I don't, I don't know where you live. No video cameras, security cameras, no, no armed uh, guards, no gun in the house. I want you to live with how they keep you safe. I am not anti-police. I am disgusted by what I saw. Disgusted by what I saw. And as I said... I would have put these cops in jail for how they approached the car. Now, we should note that this guy ran. This guy resisted arrest. We should note all of that. Because if you want to argue the cops didn't de-escalate, I'm not going to disagree. If you want to argue that this guy escalated, we have to be perfectly clear about that. We have to share the totality of what it is we witnessed. I still don't excuse the cops. They're going to go to jail. Well, they're former cops now. They're going to go to jail. That is right. That is what should happen. But this whole conversation that the officers are driven by racism, I thought that was interesting. Because what would that look like? How are police officers driven by racism? You see, they argue, some would argue that police officers are driven by racism because policing, as they want to somehow claim, is white supremacy. 
So all of these officers are nothing more than either either A, they're, they're tokens, or B, they're willing par- uh, participants in white supremacy because they're called the good ones or they get good treatment or something like that. A pretty ugly way to, to think of people, if you ask me. Of course, uh, a, a bigoted way. But is it possible for someone who's black to hate someone who's black? And the answer is, well, of course it's possible. I'm not black, in case you've never seen a photo of me. Not black. I don't know how old I was when I first heard the idea that there is animosity in, quote-unquote, the black community between those who are darker-skinned and those who are lighter-skinned. I have heard that for decades. The belief that if you are black but lighter-skinned, you have it easier than someone whose skin is darker. And creating animosity between people and between groups. I I have heard that many, many times before. And I know you're not used to this much honesty on on radio. Well, this is what I do. So I guess it's possible. And then you hear this. It, it, It shouldn't be a surprise to people Um, that uh, individual black people can actually do anti-black things. Anyone who knows the history uh, of enslavement, anyone who knows the the history of policing knows that black people can do anti-black things. This is 100% true because it was black people who sold black people into slavery. Now, Nicole Hannah-Jones may not mention that in the 1619 Project, and the ladies of The View may be too ignorant to recognize that historical fact, but when black people were sold into slavery, whether it be in the United States, I should say in Great Britain, uh, or um, in Brazil, they were sold by their brothers and their sisters and their cousins and their uncles. Just facts. That's all. Nothing more, nothing less. I believe that this woman speaking whose name I don't know is accurate black person can hate another black person I discuss Jews who are unsupportive of Israel's existence not specifically policy but of his existence what are you doing what's wrong with you I say that about Jews all the time I'm Jewish I say it all the time because it's true it is true The part that I can't understand why the political right isn't moving more on this subject is she and others are having the argument that people don't think in a monolithic block. This is the argument for the individual having individual thoughts, which is exactly the argument we want to have as opposed to the concepts of groupthink that we are told permeate society. Black people think like this, and gay people think like this, and Jewish people think like this. No, they do not. And me, I'm going to notice that people think individually. And sometimes those thoughts are evil. But sometimes those thoughts are very good, even when the MSNBCs or the views of the world disagree with them. Being black does not mean you think one way, just like being Jewish or being gay or being white or being Hispanic thinks means you think one way. How do I think of these cops? They're going to jail. They should. I'm Tony Katz.
I've been working on my schedule. Like, I, I don't know what happened. I, I have not been somebody who has felt like COVID meant that I wasn't going to see people, right? I, 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 didn't, I didn't live only in, in my home. I was out. I was having cigars. I was, I was doing all the, all the things. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. So I, I never was one of these people who said, all right, I'm just, I'm just staying home. But I find myself flying every month for the first six months of the year. Right, so I was just in Florida. I'm in Houston in a, in a, in a couple of weeks. And then I'm in D.C. for the uh, for the Conservative Political Action Conference. I, all of a sudden, I'm like flying everywhere. And I I don't I don't know if I'm happy about this, but I, I'm I'm surprised because I would have figured that in a world of of Zoom, less of this would have to happen. Is everybody feeling this? Like is everybody like? Crap, I'm not talking about going out, going on a vacation. I'm, I'm doing work stuff. And I'm getting out more. I just, I don't know if it was just me and just, or it just happens to be these things all fell into place and, and I'm going. Not sure. Just curious. A little sharing. Congresswoman Victoria Sparts scheduled up next. Why exactly does she think that Adam Schiff... And Eric Swalwell should be on the Intel Committee. That's next.